Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
Heavenly Father, we praise your name and we thank you. Father, I thank you. I pray in the name of Jesus that everyone who is listening to this thanks you. I pray in the name of Jesus that everyone who is listening to this trusts you. And that we make that proclamation with the very voice that has life and death and the power of the tongue. Father, we love you. We trust you. Jesus, we love you. We trust you. We believe with all of our hearts that we may very well be chosen, not just called, to be part of the barley harvest. It is our dream. It is our hope. Not just for the sake of escape, but also because of the privilege associated with that honor. We pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that our understanding of the importance of prayer is accurate. And that through the time that we spend in prayer with you, praying for others, sometimes in large groups that are billions or hundreds of millions at a time, or sometimes for individuals that we know, or groups of individuals that we know. But whatever it is, or whomever it is that we pray for, Father, we hope with all of our heart that we are pleasing you, that we are serving you, that we are doing the works that you have designed, that you have ordained for each of us to do, to bear fruit, that our fruit should remain. And that the talents and rewards that would be associated with that work that comes out of true love from the bottom of our heart. For if we didn't have that love, why why would we do it? If we didn't believe that you were going to answer our prayers, Father, why would we pray? What would be the point? We do believe. And the very fact that we are praying, I believe, with all my heart, proves that we believe. And my scripture says, praise your holy name, that those who pray and believe that it will be done, that it shall be done. Let us, Father God, honor you, not only in our walks, not only in our behaviors, not only in our desire to be filled with your love and the love of our Lord Jesus for all of those around us, even those whom we don't know but we know need help. Let us hope, Father God, beyond hope, that the Word of God is indeed inerrant in the sense that the message that it sends in spirit is clear. And that as long as we are persevering and we continue to pursue you, as long as we proclaim our love and trust for you, as long as we seek that you will fill us with that love so that every action, every thought, every behavior, everything that we feel, all of those attributes associated with our existence in this prison planet will be attributed to your love that you have instilled upon us because we do love you. We do love you. And Father, if we don't love you as much as we ought because we don't understand or comprehend the concept of loving someone or anything with all of our heart, our mind, and soul, we pray that you will fill us through an anointing with that love that explodes from within our heart in a way that we cannot be non-compliant with the scripture in James that says, 
Anyone who thinks or anyone who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is a sin. That we should not be part or a part of that because we can't help it. Because you have changed us. Not because we are lip service born again, but because the change in us is very real. We may not be perfect. We certainly will never be perfect. Until that which is perfect has come, which is our Lord Jesus, we shall all see through the mirror dimly, prophesy in part, and struggle with the same struggles that all of those who came before us also struggled with. We praise you, Jesus, for being our advocate, our lawyer in the courts of heaven. We thank you, Father, for loving us mercifully and endlessly in a way that we cannot even comprehend because when we review in our hearts the behaviors and the things that we have gone through in our lives, we cannot help but wonder why or how you could be that merciful that we might even have a shot. Remembering the parable of the, uh, I believe it's the sowers in the vineyard and those who were had worked only an hour that were paid the same as those who worked an entire day and how they were corrected because you, Father, make the final decision. Our Lord Jesus makes the final decision as to how each of us are recompensed for that which we have invested into the kingdom. Imperfect, imperfect as it is, and it is. We only hope. I, I can say that I, my Father, in all honesty, and you know, you, you, Psalm one thirty nine. I hold it up. You know every thought that I've ever thought. You know every thought that I will ever think. You know my coming, my going, my rising and falling. You know everything. And Father. I got my hands full with a 2,000-square-foot house. What do I need a mansion for? <laughs> I mean, I'll be perfectly frank with you. I love you, Father, and I think it's a wonderful thing to offer us, but I don't know what I'd do with it, quite frankly. And all I can say is that I hope that I please you, and I pray that everyone who is taking a part in this time to spend with you can relate to that which I am sharing in a way that we can share it together as part of the body of Christ, recognizing that those things that we've been programmed on this fallen, evil, seething evil earth to not appreciate makes us wonder why we would even do things here on earth in hopes of receiving that which we no longer really have a desire for. I don't want a mansion. Who's going to clean the thing? But we don't understand heaven. Not really. We understand testimonies of heaven. We understand that which was said or tried or attempted to be explained. The colors, the breathing underwater, the ability to talk to animals, the flowers that literally will look and follow you around, the, the perfectness of the green grass, the just every 
Words can't describe. And it's not even stuff that we understand because no no ear has or no eye has seen or ear has heard or whatever, Father God. We don't know. We don't know. All we know is what we have heard from the testimonies of those who have been blessed by the presence that they uh, experienced when they were given their little glimpse into glory. That's all we know. What we don't know is what we don't know. We don't know it. We have no idea what awaits us. We have no idea what it means to to rule and reign with Jesus Christ. We have no idea what it means to be adorned as a bride as the new Jerusalem descends upon the earth, as a big cube-shaped UFO that everybody on the earth will be pointing to and going, what is that? We don't understand these concepts because all we can do is use our uh, anointed, we'll pray in Jesus' name, imagination to try to grasp the very breadth and width and depth of how glorious that which you have laid before us actually is. It is beyond our understanding. And if it's even half as amazing as the testimonies that we have heard. Father, please chasten us now if we need it. I'm not asking for it. I'm only asking for it if I need it. Father, please send us through the fiery furnace, the fiery fire, the trials that are to try us as if something strange has happened to us. Whatever it takes for us to be in harmony with the purity and holiness that is required to be allowed to be honored by being part of your first fruits harvest. We pray that you will not hesitate to take us through those difficulties. We know it will be painful. You know, there are going to be sacrifices that will be made, losses that will have to be endured. We don't want to have to go through it. And we pray that you're merciful enough to each of us to look upon our heart and to make a determination as our Father as to whether or not there is a, an easier way to bring us to where we need to be. We don't seek to leave the earth because we're sick and tired of our life here. Let's pray. Let us all pray in Jesus' name that the only reason that we seek to leave this place is because it's seething evil, exceedingly dark, utterly nauseating, but yet at the same time, we hunger and thirst to be in your presence, to actually stand right before our Lord Jesus, not as onlookers, but as those who are in that first fruits harvest. Ani lododi vadodi li. Ani lododi vadodi li. I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. And we pray in Jesus' name. Please, Father, choose us. Correct us. Adjust our course. Straighten our path and make every thought, every every action, all that which makes us who we are in this particular realm, utterly harmonious with your 
unimpeachable and unbelievably awesome will. Let us walk in that will. Teach us to walk in that will. And if too much time has gone by and we need correction, please, Father, do not hesitate. We offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. We pray that through your righteousness we will be holy and acceptable as a spiritual service of offering all of ourselves, our body, soul, spirit, flesh, and art, to you because you are our Father. We divorce ourselves of all things of this earth. We have no aspirations here. And all we wish is to be in your presence and in your holy servant, uh, service that you, our Father, may be glorified in that which our King has done on behalf of all of our fellow brothers and sisters. May we do that which you want, which you desire, and which you have written in our books before we came here. And glorify your name to the day that we depart. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray and thank you. Amen. Tonight is the 3rd of Adar, 5783. See, I was actually uh, a little bit more proactive than usual because I don't have my little application that I've, you know, um, uh, learned to depend upon for years and years and years. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And tonight we light the Sabbath candles, or if you prefer the Shabbat candles. Um, I like to light three, one for the Father, one for the Son. Thank you, Jesus. And one for the oft-forgotten God. Our Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we ask you, please, if you would, to fill each of our hearts and to allow us to have a blessed time in the secret place of the Most High by the virtue of your presence as it envelopes us in a supernatural peace which passes all understanding that it would not only be on our hearts and our minds, but to permeate our very soul and our spirit with unbelievable and incomprehensible peace. To you, Father, be all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. The time now is 7.18 p.m. on the east coast of the United States of Babylon the Great. And to you, Father, be all the glory. The Hebrew Kaddish. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam Borei peri hagafen Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam Asher kitshanu b'mitzvotav v'ratzavanu V'shabat kodsho v'yavah v'ratzon in Chilanu, Zikaron Lemase Vereshit. Ki Huyom Techila Lemikra Ekodesh, Zechelitziat Mitzrayim. Kivanu vacharta 
ואותנו קידשת מכל העמים, ושבת קודשך באהבה וברצון, הנחלתנו. ברוך אתה אדוני מקדש השבת. Praise God. I've actually had people write me and say, is that you singing that song? You know, it's like, ברוך אדוני. I don't know. Praise God. I do know it's not me, though. All right. Praise God. So anyway, thank you all for joining us tonight. God bless you. There may be some of you, maybe not, maybe so, I don't know, that are wondering how did my first day at the new job go. Um, now, there is no doubt in my mind that the Lord has essentially picked me up as a like a pawn on a chessboard lifted me off of square number three and put me on to square number seven. Now, do I understand anything else other than that? No, I don't. But just a simple knowing that Father, our Father God, Abba Father, our Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the presence of God was behind pulling me off of the Titanic as the final explosions were occurring and, you know, all that. I mean, it's just an amazing thing to actually, and I praise him, I thank you, Jesus, for helping me to record the series of events in the order that they happened with the confirmations that I received, because otherwise I would forget. And I would wonder, you know, did I do the right thing? Was it ethical? You know, I'm very altruistic, and that is Jesus in me. We should all come to a place in our walk where we truly become altruistic. Not altruistic because we're woke, but altruistic because we have Christ emanating from within us. That true love and compassion for mankind that is not... It is not um, compromising in its dedication to doing what that which is righteous and holy, but is clearly in love with creation and the people of God and those who could be part of the body of Christ if we would only have the courage to just say something once in a while or to do something super kind and nice when the world is full of those who have recoiled back into the darkness, recognizing the evil for what it is, but being ill-prepared to be able to deal with it. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that we will never be ill-prepared, that we will be always at the ready to give a reason why we believe what we believe so that those around us who are suffering in fear and anxiety will understand that this is not, not even close to being the final hour for any of us. In fact, instead, it is the beginning 
of the most amazing, glorious journey that anyone in all of trillions of planets and civilizations across your creation, Father, could fathom in our wildest dreams. And for that, forevermore, alone, we shall praise you. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place. For now is the time to arise and come away with me. For you are my dove, hidden in a split-open rock. It was I who took you and hid you up high in the secret stairway of the sky. Let me see your radiant face and hear your sweet voice. How beautiful your eyes are in worship, and lovely your voices in prayer. You must catch those troubling foxes, those sins, that those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship. For they raid our budding vineyard of love to ruin what I've planted within you. Will you catch them and remove them for me? We will do it together.
Jesus said to the 70 that he sent out in twos, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall be by any means hurt you. Since we know that reptilian beings are fallen seraphim, which are basically serpents, <laughs> they could definitely be called scorpions. Um, very powerful. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Ephesians 3.20, and now to him, our Lord Jesus, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. It's, our, it's the power, but it's not our power. It's the power of the flow of the power of Jesus through us. Hallelujah. And then we get to transfer it by the laying on of hands. And if we can't lay hands on the person directly, then let us lay hands on them through the spirit and the spiritual realm in Jesus' name. Mark sixteen seventeen through 18. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up, oh, there it is again, serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will be a by no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Will doesn't say immediately. That's what's known as a miracle healing. That's why there's a separate Holy Spirit gift of miracles and a separate Holy Spirit gift of healing. Put them together and you have a miracle healing. Happens immediately. The other healings happen over time. But there's still healings from Jesus. 
Holy Lord Jesus, we pray that you will cleanse and totally purify our heart, our soul, our spirit, our flesh, our record-keeping book in heaven, our minds, our robe and gown in heaven with your precious blood, Father, and your holy fire. Zechariah 2.5, in Jesus' name. Dear Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, any entity of the darkness, worker of Satan, live or dead human spirit, member of a witch coven, anything that cannot call Jesus Christ its Lord and Savior, that the moment that they set their wills against us, that they shall be immediately struck by the holy fire of God from the glory pillar in the throne room, in Jesus' name, and that it shall burst into white-hot fire and to burn them in the screaming agony, setting them as a public example before all the demons of darkness, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, we declare the holy fire of God to swirl around our dwelling place in the midst of a whirlwind of the Holy Spirit to blow it white hot in the name of Jesus Christ. We declare the holy fire of God to surround our vehicles. We declare the holy fire of God to, to surround our loved ones. We declare a thorny hedge of protection around all of those, our homes, our dwelling places, our vehicles, our loved ones, all of them. In the name of Jesus Christ, we declare the fire of God to vaporize all earthly and spiritual weapons. We declare the fire of God in the name of Jesus to vaporize all demonic contracts and agreements that have been launched against us. We plead, Father God, in the name of Jesus for the assignment of a, a platoon of warrior angels on a search and destroy mission to ferret out all attempts to come against us, direct and indirect, in the name of Jesus, to shut down any demonic portals in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. To make good eyes blind and good ears deaf in Jesus' name. We praise you, Father God, and we pray that you will assign them to us, your servants, so that we, unhindered, may serve and please you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray the rule of the victor, the name of the Lord Jesus, against all demonic regions that have set their wills against us. We, re we exercise the rule of the victor, the Lord Jesus Christ, against any demonic region that have, has even permitted these demons in or through their territory to come against us. We command that they be immediately cut off from ever receiving power from the kingdom of darkness again. We require the immediate disbursement of all of their funds from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. We require the immediate destruction of their books and artifacts of sorcery. And we require the immediate reversal of all their schemes, the cancellation of all their assignments against us or our loved ones. Penalties applied into the pit. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord Jesus, we plead your blood to seal the pit, for only the Lamb of God can break the seals. We thank you, Father. Holy oil time, always. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we consecrate ourselves into your hands, Father. We consecrate ourselves into your hands, Lord Jesus. We consecrate ourselves into your complete and total ownership. We are your servants. Do with us what you will. Whatever you may do, we are thankful. We wish no more than this, O Lord. Into your hands we commit our soul. Into your hands we commit our spirit. We offer it to you with all the love of our heart, for we love you, Lord, and we need to give of ourselves to surrender of ourselves into your hands without reserve and with boundless confidence, because you are our dear Father, our Abba Father. 
We declare the Crystal River, the living water, to wash all impurities away from us, that we may be pure. To the pure, all things are pure. Titus 1.15 We plead the blood of Jesus upon us to cleanse us with your holy purity. We declare that no weapons raised against us, earthly or spiritual, shall even exist. For they shall be vaporized by the fire of God in the name of Jesus before the will can even be set against us or our loved ones in Jesus' name. We cancel all demonic assignments with the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. We break all yokes of bondage, all curses placed against us or our loved ones. We declare the holy fire of God, a thorny edge of protection around us on all sides, a whirlwind of the Holy Spirit to blow it white hot, punching through the spiritual realm, through the firmament of the rock. Open heavens around us in Jesus' name, swirling like a fire tornado around every utterance of prayer and utterance of praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, we declare this. Father, incline thine ear. Do not delay. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you, Father. Amen.
Courts of Heaven Scriptures, First Peter two nine, but you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. Jesus Christ's own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. What is marvelous light? What does it look like? Who were once not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Ezekiel 22.30, So I sought for a man amongst them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land. How big was that land? Was it one country? Was it a whole continent? Was it just a little borough? On behalf of the land that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. Standing in the gap. That's what we do. Matthew 18, 18. This one's mind-blowing when you think about it. Assuredly, I say to you, Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. If you understand legalese, you understand contracts, you understand the courts of law, you bind contracts, you bind clauses, and you loose them when they are no longer relevant. These are legal terms for the courts of heaven. John twenty twenty three. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Whoa. Boy, have I presented that to so many preachers, so many people that walk around with their titles uh, from whatever, and they have given me all kinds of reasons why it's not what it says. (laughs) And I'm like, no, it is exactly what it says. Thank you, Jesus. Daniel 9.19. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, listen and act. And here's the most important part. Father, do not delay for your own sake. Our God. That's amazing. Do you think, you know, think about it. You know, to have somebody like Daniel and Nehemiah saying, Father, do not delay. I confess of the sins of your people. I confess on their behalf. Hallelujah. That's a powerful lesson to learn. And most, forget it. No one's going to teach you that. You have to see it. You have to believe it. You have to act upon it. You have to understand it. It has to become who you are. Isaiah 43, 25. 
probably one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible. I, even I, our Father, is he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. Hmm. Powerful. For his own sake. And I will not remember your sins. Put me in remembrance and let us contend, let us work, together. State your case that you may be acquitted. We have an advocate, our lawyer, Jesus. Your first father sinned and your mediators have transgressed against me. However, our mediator, Jesus, has not. Hebrews 8, 6, but now he, Jesus, has obtained a more excellent ministry inasmuch as he is also the mediator, the lawyer of what? A better covenant, a better eternal contract than that which was established on better, which was established on better promises. Powerful. And then we see the the courts of heaven in action. Zechariah 3, 1 through 7. Then he showed me Joshua, the high priest wasn't like a medium priest, he wasn't like a low priest, he wasn't, you know, an associate priest, an assistant priest, or, you know, a di- no. He was the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to oppose him. And the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? So really, our Heavenly Father was saying to Satan, you should have known better. Don't you get who this is? Don't you know that I have called him before my courts? What are you doing? Shut up. Verse 3, now Joshua was clothed in filthy garments and was standing before the angel. And then he answered and spoke, our Father, answered and spoke to those who stood before him. How many was it? Was it multitudes? And he said, take away those filthy garments from him. And to him he said, see, I have removed your iniquity from you, and I will clothe you with rich robes. And I said, our father, let them put a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean turban on his head. They put clean clothes on him. And the angel of the Lord stood by. And then the angel of the Lord admonished Joshua, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, if you will walk in my ways, if, now notice, quid pro quo, but quid pro pro quo. That is always the case. Look for your ifs, ands, and buts. If you read your scripture and you fail to find the ifs, the ands, and the buts, then you are missing the point. And then you will fall into the trap of churchianity. If you will walk in my ways, if you will keep my command, then you will also judge my house and likewise have charge over my courts. And I will give you places to walk amongst these who stand here. Was it the four and twenty elders? What is it what was it a pantheon of minor gods? How big are the courts in heaven? I don't know about you, but it sounds incredible to me. Zechariah 2.5 says, For I, saith the Lord, will be a wall of fire all around her, and I will be the glory in her midst. 
speaking of Jerusalem. Here's your fire of God scripture. Not to mention, of course, the fire breathed out of the two witnesses for 3.5 years. Times, times, half a time. Um, 42 months. An hour, really, even, is one of the metaphors. Job 1.9 says, So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge of protection around him and around his household and around all that he has on every side? Every side. Keywords. You want your hedge of protection to be around whatever it is you're trying to protect on every side. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified in Christ, and it is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Wow. That has harmony with like a thousand scriptures. It's amazing. Now to him is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Proverbs 16:7 When a man's ways please the Lord he makes even his enemies at peace with him. See, notice how it says it. He makes even his enemies at peace with him. How many how many others does it does it does it include? That's an amazing promise. <sighs> Hallelujah. Hebrews 12:22 this is amazing. But you have come to Mount Zion. I don't feel like I've been to Mount Zion. Now, I could have taken one of those bus tours and, a, you know, spent $5,000 to, to make sure that the pastor of my church and his wife got to go for free. And I could have gone on my tour to Jerusalem. Okay. And, uh, you know, and they would have told me, hey, man, here you are. You're at Mount Zion. That's not what this is talking about. But you have come to Mount Zion. This is in heaven. The city of the living God. City of God. Mount Zion, city of God, on top of the mountain. The heavenly Jerusalem. It's not an adjective talking about Jerusalem and Israel and earth. That is talking about Jerusalem located in the city of God in heaven on the top of Mount Zion to an innumerable company of angels and to the general assembly, which is basically a Congress and the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven and to God, the judge of all is also known as Yahweh El gods of God of gods to the spirits of just men made perfect to Jesus, the mediator, the lawyer, the advocate of the, new eternal contract, which is a covenant, and to the blood of the sprinkling of that which speaks better things than that of Abel. The last part, I'm kind of like, I, I don't know, I speaks better things than that of Abel. I'm like, you know, okay. It kind of feels to me like it needed to end with a bigger explosion of awesomeness. But okay, praise God. Speaks better things than that of Abel. Must be a big thing, because obviously what it described before that was amazing. 
Praise God. I love this. And Nehemiah 1, 5 through 8, when Nehemiah was praying, again, it echoes Daniel 9, 24. Your covenant and mercy to those who love and observe your commandments. Please, Father, lend your ear. Be attentive and your eyes open that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you both day and night for the children of Israel, your servants. And I confess of the sins of the children of Israel, which have sinned against you. What in the world gave Nehemiah the notion that he had the ability to confess of the sins of the people, of the the children of Israel, on their behalf? (laughs) This is awesome stuff. You just have to ask the tough questions. And then it becomes self-evident. Okay, and I'm not reading the Constitution to you. Okay, this is just awesome. Praise God. God is awesome. And the more awesome you realize that he is, the more power you realize that you were given. Praise his name. This is amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, and there's so many wonderful scriptures. I just love them all. I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send who will go for us? And here I I said, Here I am. Send me. Isaiah 6, 8. When a man's ways please the Lord. That's that one that I just read. I love that. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Repay no one evil for evil. Do not be overcome by evil, but but overcome evil with good. That's Romans 12, 14, 17, 21. First Peter 4, 12. How real is this to us? Like reading a newspaper. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trials that are to try you as if something strange has happened to you. But praise God to the extent that you partake in Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed that you shall also be glad with exceeding joy. See if you can remember that the next time something really bad happens. Yeah. It's not easy. It's one thing to read it. It's another thing to put it into practice. Thank you, Jesus. First Corinthians 8, 2, one of my favorites. If anyone thinks they know anything, they know nothing yet, as they ought to know. Psalm 78, 41, powerful scripture, very deep in its meaning. Yes, Again and again they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. But what did they do? They complained, they bickered, they put other things ahead of God and the importance of God, e.g. idols, you know, and they just didn't behave properly. And because of that, they limited what God could do for them. Wow, what a lesson for all of us. Praise his name. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And on that note, let's move in to, yes, you guessed it, Holy Communion. Disciples were seated about you 
at the eve of a mountain friend. You said I'd eagerly yearn for the supper, and that you'd suffer so with children could be fed. I can only imagine the silence in the room as you passed on the bread to be told. So they did not understand the reach of his plan. In his love, we were told to rejoice, not to mourn. So we gathered from memory the glory of the Lamb, the one who was slain for the seed of Abraham. As we long for your coming, we imagine the feast, the king and his bride. When our waiting has ceased, as you arose and went back up to heaven, to plead to the heavenly force, you lifted the cup of forgiveness. It was paid, it was done. You had covered the cross, and I can only imagine the thunderous sound as the heaven exploded in tears. We were freed from our chains, now all that remains is to never give in. We are destined to win, so we gather the memories of our soul, destroyer of death. By the time we remember, all scars will be healed. As we long for your coming, we imagine the feast, the Lord and his bride. When our waiting has ceased.
but you. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of the darkness and into his marvelous light, who were once not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you are also called in one body, and be thankful let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, and whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue, anything praiseworthy, meditate upon these things. Titus 1.15 To the pure, all things are pure. Matthew 26, 39, Jesus went a little further and he fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by the angels, preached amongst the Gentiles, and received upon in the world, received up into glory. Hallelujah. First Timothy 3.16 We pray for purification based upon Psalm 51, 1 through 14. Alleluia. Dear Father, have mercy upon us. Our sin is always before us. It is your righteousness, not ours. According to your loving kindness and according to the multitude, the endless mercy that only you have, we pray that you will blot out all of our transgressions and not remember our sin. Wash us, Father, we pray thoroughly from our iniquity. Cleanse us from our sin. We confess of our transgressions. We confess of our sins and we know that they are always right before us. And against you, Father God, the one we are to love with all our heart, our mind, our soul, 
Against you and you only we have sinned and done this evil in your sight. That you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Hallelujah. Behold, Father, we were brought forth in iniquity and in sin our mothers conceived us. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part. You will make us to know your wisdom. For if anyone seeks wisdom, let them ask God who gives to all liberally and without reproach and it shall be given them. Purge us with your hyssop and we shall be clean. Wash us and we will be whiter than snow. Make us here joy and gladness in our hearts, Father, that the trials and tribulations, the difficulties in our lives, the bones that you have broken may rejoice. Hallelujah. Hide your face from our sins and blot out all of our iniquity. Create in us, Father, a clean heart, pure, so that we become, Titus 1.15, to the pure, all things are pure. Renew in us a steadfast spirit. We will never give up. Do not cast us away from your presence. And let us not grieve the Holy Spirit. Forgiving, precious, loving, kind Holy Spirit, we ask you to fill us with your presence. Restore to us the joy, Father, of your salvation. And uphold us with your generous, incredible, merciful Spirit. And then we will teach transgressors your ways. And we will make sure we will do everything that we can. We will say the words. We will plant the seeds. We will pray the prayers that sinners will be converted to you. Father, we simply ask you, please, to deliver us from the guilt of our past sins. That we shall be undaunted in our dedication to sing aloud of your glory and righteousness forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray, and thank you, Father. Amen. The Lord's Supper, Holy Communion. For I received from the Lord that which I also deliver to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup, this cup is the new covenant, the new eternal contract in my blood. This do as often as you drink it 
in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes for you. Ani Ladodi Ladodi Lee. I am my beloved's, and my beloved is mine. Be with thee, 
sons of God. We are the masters of the devil and his demons. And we are the servants and foot washers of mankind. Again, Ezekiel 22.30 So I sought for a man amongst them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me, our Father, on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. O Father, We heard your voice saying, Whom shall I send who will go for us? And we say, Here we are. Send us. Isaiah 6, 8 Most assuredly I say to you, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. 
and greater works than these will he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, that the Father will be glorified in the Son, I will do it. Quid pro quo, if, ands, and buts. Very important. Very important. Praise God. Intensified prevailing prayer. Intensified prevailing prayer is, this is so critical. So, this book was given to me by someone who thought that the way that I prayed was a little too much. (laughs) But God is an amazing God, and he has a way of setting the record straight. So I open up the book and I page through it and I find this little phrase. This is all I needed to read. I really didn't need to read the rest of the book. It was irrelevant. It was all I needed to know. Intensified prevailing prayer is God's ordained law and method for implementing his redemptive plan in this age until Jesus returns. It is the highest It is the holiest, it is the mightiest effort of which a child of God is capable. Oh, if things didn't go my way, I guess I, the only thing I can do is pray. No, you got it backwards. It is the highest, the holiest, and the mightiest effort of which a child of God is capable. It is God's chosen way to bring heaven's power, heaven's resources, and heaven's angels into action upon the earth. Charles Spurgeon said, He who knows how to overcome with God in prayer has heaven and earth at his disposal. Intensified prayer is clothed with the might of God himself. Written by Wesley L. Duell. The name of the book is Mighty Prevailing Prayer. A key to understanding is the parable of the persistent widow. The squeaky wheel gets the oil. You never, ever stop praying. Keep on seeking, keep on asking, keep on reverently knocking, and these things will be given unto you. That's what the scripture says. It does not say seek and you will receive. It doesn't say that. It says, keep on seeking, keep on asking, keep on reverently knocking. That's what it says. The problem is you can't translate directly Greek to English and Hebrew to English. It does not work. And then you praise because you already know that you're going to receive it. So you praise God. You wake up every day. You keep on praying, keep on seeking, keep on asking, keep on reverently knocking. But you praise him and you say, I praise you, Father, because I know I have received it. I know it is coming. I know I'm getting a new job. I know I'm going to get uh, you know, a new place to live. I know that all the things that I've been asking of you for so long, I know they're coming. And I praise you. I praise the power of God, the holy fire of God around my angel that has 
has my gift of the answer of my prayers to move through the spiritual realm unhindered in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And you lift your hands in prayer. And you lift your hands in praise. When I get up in the morning, I my feet hit the ground and my praise and prayers go straight up. My hands go straight up in the air and I say, thank you, Father. Praise you, Father, for this day. Thank you, Father, for all the wonderful and awesome and amazing things that you have done for me. Father, let me serve you. Pave open a straight path. Allow me to not be hindered in any way because I want to glorify your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Then I go feed the doggies. Praise God. The effective fervent prayers of a righteous man avails much, James 5:16b. Fervent meaning having or displaying a passionate intensity, impassioned, passionate, intense, vehement, ardent, sincere, fervid, and heartfelt. Not mamby-pamby and wimpy. Oh, Lord, please make those evil demons go away. Sorry, ain't going to happen. Don't waste your time. You've been instructed in the scripture. It is your Bible. It is the word of the living God. It is the word of the Lord Jesus. It tells us precisely what we have to do. And if you're not going to do it or you're not willing to do it, then you get what you get. It's how it works. Don't mean to sound mean and terse, but (laughs) I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't tell you. That's how it works. Thank you, Jesus. And when you realize these things, you embrace them, you put them into practice, you continue to praise because you know you're going to receive the answer to that prayer. Even if it takes four years on your knees, you are going to get the answer. But you don't stop. Because the moment that you stop is probably seconds before you might have received your answer. But then it's gone. We cast out demons, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, by the way, that word drink means to ingest in any manner, in any manner, Anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Second Corinthians 10, 4 through 6. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments in every high thing, that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity, to the obedience of Christ. So our weapons are what? Spiritual weapons. They're not carnal. They're not fleshy. They're not of this earth. They're not pepper spray. They're not stun guns. And God forbid, they're definitely not real guns. So many Christians are going to end up in hell. You can't shoot your way into heaven for any reason. 
Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, but put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places. Therefore, put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Mark 9.25, when Jesus saw the people come running together, so the Father would be glorified in the Son, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Wasn't asking. Matthew 12.28, Jesus said, but if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods? Strong man is the superior demon. He's the demon in charge. They always they run in packs, and there's one who's in charge, the head of the snake, and then there's subordinate demons. And they, they enter into the house, which is the man or the woman who they're going to possess. And it can be buildings and other things, too, and whatever. Okay, but it, but you can't plunder the goods, which are the demons, the subordinate demons. You can't tell all the demons to get out until you tell the strong man to get out. Strong man, come forth in the name of Jesus Christ. I bind and cast you into the pit. Demons of darkness, out now. Do it in order. Follow the word of God. Matthew 12:43 When an unclean spirit goes out of a man he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none and then he says wait a minute first off why would this unclean spirit go out of a man in the first place cuz somebody said get out in the name of Jesus but wait verse 44 says then he says i will return to my house that human which i used to possess and when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. There aren't any demons there. But then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. So shall it be with this wicked generation, because they failed to go and sin no more. Go and sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. The whole, the whole Bible is harmonious. Everything has harmony. All the scriptures make sense. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Dear Heavenly Father, Father, first, in the name of Jesus, we pray. We, we thank you. We praise your name for all of the signs and wonders that we are seeing today. Let us never be judgmental. Let us never join in with those who are calling out darkness when they should be rejoicing in your revivals. Father, no one is perfect, and there is plenty of unperfect in this world. Heaven knows. Nevertheless, we pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, for your glorious, glorious, glorious power, for your glorious spirit, for the glory of the presence of the Holy Spirit to fall upon the peoples, upon the churches, upon the, those who are followers of you, our King. 
Father, we pray that you will continue to anoint, continue to bubble up revivals across all this earth, not just in the, in the United States, but across all 243 countries plus the island nations, 195 major countries. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, and we declare the parting of the heavens, the heavenly realm like the, like, like, like the Red Sea, for no, that there would be no hindrance of the movement of heaven's power, heaven's angels, and heaven's authority to move freely upon this earth. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will send an innumerable company of angels of power, light, and love down into this earth, across all of the continents, across North America, across Oceania, across Asia, across uh, the Middle East, across uh, all of Europe, across Africa, across South America, across uh, Central America, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, to touch the churches, to touch the Christians, to touch the people, even those who are misled, even those who think it's okay to be LGBT and be part of the body of Christ. Father, correct their ways in the name of Jesus. Rise up your remnant pride in the name of Jesus. We call down your glory. We call down your authority. We call down your power upon your people in the name of Jesus. We praise you, Father God, for now is the time for the spirit of the living God to rise up and conquer the works of the devil. In Jesus' name, we praise your holy name. Hallelujah. Father, we pray for more and more and more revivals. We pray for more and more revivals. We pray that our eyes will be blinded and shut to those who are naysayers, to those who point out things that they don't like, the music of certain churches. Father, we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. We will take no part in that, and we will give you glory because it is a movement of you. Whether or not it is perfect or not is completely irrelevant, for there is no such thing as perfection here on this earth. This is a fallen land, and it is only Jesus Christ that is perfect on this earth. We pray for the forgiveness of sins to those who do not understand and who have been misled by the churches and misled by the pastors. We pray in Jesus' name that your glory will fall upon this earth and the remnant bride will rise up glorious and stomp the works of the devil. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray and thank you, Father God, forever and ever. Amen. God bless you all. We'll see you next Friday, Lord willing. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we come to you with repentant hearts. We seek you with all our minds. Sinners set the mercy of grace. Redeemed we are. By your embrace, praise his holy name. Praise the King of Kings. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? For you. We will endure until you come back for your bride to set her free. Write our names in your book of life. We are cleansed through your holy sacrifice as we lift your name on high. 
Renew our mind, renew our soul. Remove the scars from our past and deem us righteous. We rebuke all deceptive lies. When will your coming be? When will your trumpets sound for me? Till then, we will endure. We are the branches on a living tree. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then, we will endure. Until you come back for your bride. Set her free. Watch us as we trim our wicks. Our lamps are full. Our hearts are right. Like those five wise virgins, we will be. Your bride awaits thee patiently. Blessed sound, the dead will rise. The churches gather, we're praying that we're worthy, Lord, to join our family. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? We will endure, and while we wait, we will bring forth. The fruit of the light of Christ When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure Until you come back for your bride To set it free